Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Welcome to Clear Vision with Confidence. How are y'all doing today? And we'll have each of you explain um, a little bit, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today. I've lived in Brainerd my entire life and been a lot of places, but I love Brainerd. And my husband Steve and I started our business in 1981 and it kind of started by happenstance. I was coaching the Brainerd High School Kicksters and I had started doing that when I was 17. I had to beg Ron Solsky to hire me because I knew I could do it, even though I was only 17, and I had to have a teacher oversee everything I did. It was Kay Weiss at the time because I wasn't old enough to sign the purchase orders and everything. So, um, yeah, and in 1981, they won their first state championship, and we danced at a Girl Scout banquet, and I was just rushed by parents afterwards saying, would you start this for children? And our business decision was about five seconds Okay. Yeah, so we, we started doing that part-time and within very, not very long we had a lot of students and we, we initially spread to areas right around Brainerd and had about five programs, but right now we're up to 210 programs in about 14 states and there's 30,000 kids who dance annually for Just wow. for Kicks right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And in addition to that, we have several other offspring businesses. We have a mail-order catalog and a dye sublimation and printing business, and we do halftimes at bowl games, and so our lives are kind of crazy, and we're currently doing podcasts for dancers and coaches that are leadership podcasts, so it's a lot of different, we have over 1,000 employees right now, and if anybody would have told me that, I would <laughs> I think I'd have gone running, so yeah. Anyway, that's how I started. What would each of you tell your 18-year-old self today. Mm. <laughs> I, I would probably say, I, I read a saying when I, was, when I was about 30 that said, life happens when you're making other plans. And as you can imagine, I'm making plans always. I'm like doing this and I'm usually on to the next event before I finished one. I'm working way ahead. So that really hit me because it tried, it, it made me think you got to enjoy all the little things in the moments and celebrate the moments in between and also schedule in important things because, you know, life's happening while you're going on to the next thing, so you gotta enjoy those moments. Wonderful, thank you. I also would probably tell myself you're not nearly as fat as you think you are (laughs) at at 18, right? right. (laughs) I love it, that's fantastic. All right, thank you, Cindy. So, Cindy, we'll start with you on this one. What was your biggest roadblock to being a female leader here in Brainerd? I feel unlike the other three panelists, I probably had less roadblocks, being that I was in a pretty female-dominated field at the time. I I bet my husband could give you some stories about (laughs) his issues working with 200 and some women. Yeah, I think maybe one of my, this is hard to say, but one of my roadblocks was jealousy. Really? Being really honest, yeah. In fact, early on in my career, the Brainerd Daily Dispatch did an article called Is There Such a Thing as Too Much Success? 
and it was kind of um, some parents instigating it and maybe coaches and it was really hurtful and it was like a whole investigative re research but then when it all came about there was nothing to it so it turned into a, a story but the headline was just like you know yeah so that was my biggest roadblock all right ladies your next question these are getting these are fun <laughs> these, a lot of insight what is your 2020 vision or your goals in life and business biggest goals for 2020 is to help empower all the 210 directors we have and help them to get stronger and more confident and really empower them to be better leaders by constantly being behind them and helping them with the team we have in the office to get stronger. So that, that's one of my big goals. Uh, another goal is uh, we're doing podcasts now, so we're trying to be more diligent in um, doing them weekly. And my goal is three a week, so I'm trying to stay on that. And, and that gets hard. Um, and, and really, it's just doing everything better and more organized than we've already been doing it and just trying to see where it goes. I'm not a strategist strategist so I'm more I'm ADHD so it's like sometimes I'll be going this way and decide to go that way so my goal is to just stay on task and keep doing what we do and try to do it better and personally to try you know you say you want to retire I'm a lot older than you and it's not happening yet so I, I got to figure that out you know so I'm working at trying to slow slow down a bit, and I'm, I'm doing pretty good about it, you know, and having other people take over things that I've done and mentoring other people into those roles so good. that I'm not so having to be there all the time. Good for is, you. It's happening. That's good. That's good. All right. How do you turn a failure into a success? When, you, when it comes to failure, and maybe I should share a few failures. Would that be? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So we, we um, invented this costume called Tatiana, and we had 1,500 of them shipped in. And all of a sudden, the side was like way low right here. And so we had to rename it Titiana. <laughs> and it took, it was, we had to fill in a lot of fabric there. So that was one. It was very expensive. We invented these light up shoes, and we got all of them in, and none of them lit up. So that was a problem. Uh, we started a cheer catalog, and we spent a million dollars on starting a cheer catalog, and it went belly up. Um, one year, I, this is kind of funny, I did the choreography for the halftime at the Orange Wall, which was really cool, and our section was supposed to be blackout, and we were doing light stick routine, and so the, the people that do the lights and the audio, they knew when they were supposed to black out the lights, well, when they, they blacked out when we were dancing, so we didn't, no one got to see that, and then when it was the light routine, they put the full house lights on, and we were doing stuff like this. <laughs> so, and people were like, what are they doing? It was very embarrassing. That was a big failure. I'm surprised we ever got asked back, but it wasn't our fault. It was theirs. But I just think you kind of can't take yourself so seriously, and you just have to realize you may internalize it for quite a while, but mm -hmm. people forget it immediately when something happens. You know, the money stuff, you can't do too many of those and stay in business. Sorry, my banker's sitting here. But... Um, <laughs> But anyway, you, you just have to make more, you know, you learn to make better decisions, hopefully, and, and failure can't define you because you just have to get up and, and move on, and you can't really track it too much or you get really uptight. Just pretend you're playing Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Of course, many of us mothers were working full-time jobs, and then, oh yeah, 
Some people don't realize when you go home, that's another full-time job. Uh, let's talk about balance and how you handle your work and personal life balance. Yeah, I, w I was teaching a class for co at a coaches conference on balancing your life, and my daughter asked me in all seriousness, why are you teaching that? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I have a very good balance either. But one thing that's hard for us is our whole family works in the business. So what, even when we get together on holidays, what do you think we start talking about? Yeah, work. Hard to separate. So it, it, it almost has to be a conscious thing that we don't talk about it all the time. But it ends up happening a lot. And sometimes we have to set guidelines. But you wouldn't get to be successful if you weren't driven and an overachiever. Don't you agree? Absolutely. So, so it is partly that comes with the position. But you can think of ways to help yourself, like get help at home. I try to, right now I'm trying to have other people do things that I don't personally have to do. Like things at work that I used to sit and type that I had maybe handwritten, I'll hand them to someone else. Or, you know, cleaning my car or my laundry. I actually get help with all that. Online grocery shopping. I have to figure out ways to balance my life so I want to spend that time with my grandkids. Yeah. Which I have four of four lovely grandkids and I love to spend time with them and so I try to make myself stop like if they come out I try to make myself stop and and play or do something with them so that I enjoy that time but it's it's a constant and, and I like what I do I love what I do so it's not work to me a lot of the time like the whole way yesterday on the plane I was listening to music for next year you know it's what I like to do it's like a hobby and I saw the guy next to me and, and I get kind of made fun of for working all the time, but I was looking at the guy next to me and he was playing some game on his phone. I don't play games, ever, <laughs> not ever. So, except like with my grandkids. But, so I would use that time to work. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm kind of a workaholic, so, yeah. Well, and don't you find too, sometimes maybe others can say, you know, when you say, I find someone, I have someone clean my house once a month, or I have someone mm -hmm. come in. Sometimes as women, I think we start to feel a little guilty that we asked for help and we shouldn't. Right. No, you shouldn't. So, yeah. And I also will say, and I think Kim had said this before, uh, is, you know, if you have a great husband that supports what you do, oh my gosh, it just makes all the difference and you have to be a team and yeah. it's so important. And I definitely have that. So. Awesome. Thanks, Cindy. Rachel Cruz, who is our keynote speaker today, uh, in her book, it's called uh, Love Your Life, Not Theirs. She talks about the Joneses and keeping up with the Joneses. And so, ladies, my question to you is, how do you not compare your life to the Joneses? I just feel social media has just increased, especially I work with teenagers all the time, and I was just reading this week that the suicide rate has gone up 75%. And it's I just feel like it's heartbreaking. And we have seen as coaches a, a drop in confidence of kids. Kids that are unbelievably great and should be really confident, their level has gone down. And we kind of, first, at first we didn't know what was going on. And then we're like, well, now they're not just comparing themselves to the kid next to them and the kid next to them. They're comparing themselves to every kid on Instagram that can do whatever, whatever, whatever. In the world, basically. In the world basically and so it really has wreaked havoc on their self-confidence so I I would just oh I wish we could dial it back you know the social media and I shared this earlier yeah I really feel that you know and I I feel like as parents some of the parents try to make their child's life so perfect and you know I was at a we were doing a camp in Rochester last summer and 
they, someone was renting the ballroom and they were doing a birthday party for a one-year-old. And I walked in and went, are you kidding me? It was like, and I, I said to the other camp staff, this is better than my wedding was. <laughs> you know, my wedding was at the VFW. <laughs> it was, you know. So, I mean, I think everything's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And people are trying to outdo each other. And it's just, you just need to stop. Yeah. You know, and I've never been, or my, I don't know what my mom and dad did right but we had six kids in our family, and we are not jealous people. We are not jealous of each other, and, you know, we're supportive of each other, all my siblings, and, and I don't know what it is, but I, in fact, when people will comment on a, a post, oh, I'm jealous, I hate that. Yeah. I just don't yeah. like the word jealous, because do something about it if you want that or want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wanted something bad enough, I figured out a way to earn it. Right. So. Yep. What is one tip that you would like to leave with the audience today? My first one would be really simple. I, I read this when I was really young, and it has helped me so much. And it's, it was a little saying, action cures fear. So every time I'm a little afraid to do something that I maybe want to do, I try to just do it. You know, if you stand at the end of a diving board and you stand there and think about jumping off a high dive, it seems farther and farther the longer you wait. So I would think, just do it. Just go for whatever it is and do it the first thing in the morning and you won't have to think about it all day. And my other one that is really, I feel, impactful is um, you've heard people say, uh, people watch what you do rather than listen to what you say. And that's kind of the way I try to coach is that, you know, are all your actions such that you'd like to see them in your kids? And I think it's a really important leadership quality. And I had this happen to me. I was in a head-on collision. I broke 14 bones in both my feet and ankles. So I was in a wheelchair all winter. And my house was not wheelchair accessible, so I had to scoot around on my butt. And my son was 18 months old. He could walk all over at the time. And one day I looked over and he was butt scooting. And I thought, what is he doing? And I never told him, quit walking, Jared, and start butt scooting. He was just watching what I was doing. Wow. So I think that's really important to think about, that you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. So, Or scoot the scoot. Or scoot, or scoot the scoot, <laughs> yeah. But what do you do in that time to lift yourself up out of the depths of maybe um, just... A funk? A, yeah, a, a, yeah, funk. a bad day. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. I think I give myself little mental pep talks. <laughs> I do. You know, yeah. that like, okay, you talk yourself out of how you're feeling. And and I would agree that I, I lean on people that work around me or with me that are great. Men, you know, they're people that I can trust, that I can talk to. And I try to be real. I, I don't want to fake that I'm being happy when I'm not. You know, I think you got to just be real. And I think exercise is key. I, I know I've been getting into exercising a lot lately, and my daughter said to me at work, you're really a lot more fun to be around after you've yeah. exercised. <laughs> so, you know, I think it relieves stress. Mm-hmm. What would you tell us is the last book that you've read that oh, you no. would recommend? Um, I order a lot of books, and I never finish them. But... <laughs> I read parts of them, the highlights, and you know, but I, I just ordered five this week and literally I've not read any of them. Um, but I did read The Energy Bus, and that's a great book. Yeah. The Energy Bus. I think it's a great book. Yeah. Talked about knowing when to speak your voice, and I want to know how do you know when to take the next step in your business? 
So when it's time to take that next step and level up versus when you should just keep driving the path. Um, That's a good and, question. And if you're going the right direction, like how do you know you're on the right path and, and how do you know when to level up? I think sometimes people think things through too much and then it par paralyzes them. And I had a, a woman come in and she was wanting me to help her with a startup business and was just picking my brain and asking me for advice. And when she left, I just said to my husband, she's never going to start it hmm. because I could just feel that she had to have everything in line and everything perfect. And that that's not reality. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to jump off that cliff and figure out how to fly on the way down. And yeah, it's not going to be perfect. But I think sometimes people overanalyze things to the point that the ship has sailed by the time they decide to do it. So. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.